Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, celebrating over 70 years of service to financial advisors, their clients, and institutions worldwide. Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. The ups and downs of a flat tax on the broadcast today. What the Greeks see when they look in the mirror. And CEO to Saint, the Steve Jobs biography. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Allianz, managing more than $2 trillion in assets and providing investment solutions through its affiliated companies in the U.S., AllianzUSA.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It's Tuesday, today, the 25th of October. Great, as always, to have you with us. One can, without too much hard-looking, start to detect similar themes emerging as the Republican presidential campaign grinds on. Today was Texas Governor Rick Perry's turn. He gave a big speech about his economic plan down in South Carolina. The heart of the thing is an optional 20% flat income tax. And Perry's not the only flat tax in the mix. Herman Cain has his 999 plan, as you might have heard. And it all sounds simple enough, but Marketplace's John Dimsdale reports there will be some bumps along the way. Flat tax proposals are nothing new. What's different with the Perry plan is people can choose the flat tax or not. And if they pick the flat tax, they still get to keep the deductions for their mortgage interest, state and local taxes, and charitable contributions. Perry says one attraction of the flat tax is its simplicity. Central to my plan is giving every American the option of throwing out that three million words of the current tax code in order to pay a 20% flat tax on their income. A 20% tax rate would be a big break for high-income earners who now pay 35% of their income to Uncle Sam. And 20% would be a tax increase for some low-income earners. That's the very definition of a regressive tax. But Kevin Hassett, a former advisor to Republican presidential candidates, says Perry's plan exempts $12,500 of income for every person who files. If you have a large family, then you could have a significant amount uh, of income before you pay any tax, which would mean that it would be a lot more progressive than you might think. Another attraction of a flat tax is it rewards economic enterprise. University of Michigan economist Joel Slemrod says allowing entrepreneurs to keep more of their money means they have an incentive to earn more and invest in equipment or job creation. While the system we have now, he says, inhibits growth. Whatever people do to earn more income, whether it be invested in education or work harder, a graduated tax system means the penalty, the tax penalty to that, uh, goes up as you earn more income. But a flat tax generates less revenue for the government. That's true for both Herman Cain's 999 plan and Perry's optional plan, which allows taxpayers to find the lowest tax rate available. And less revenue means cutting more government spending. In Washington, I'm John Dimsdale for Marketplace. Here's today's Marketplace dictionary entry for the word oxymoronic. If you were to look it up, you'd see BP and good news. After the massive spill in the Gulf of Mexico last year, not many associate BP with anything good. But today, CEO Bob Dudley announced a turnaround and, as it happens, said profits have tripled since last year. From the Marketplace Sustainability Desk, Scott Tong reports. The spill is so 18 months ago. That's how BP put it today, declaring $5 billion in quarterly profits and reaching what the company calls a turning point. Here's the thing. Analysts are buying it. 
Here's Fidel Gate at Oppenheimer. This company proved how resilient oil companies are. Within 18 months, the company went from the brink of bankruptcy into one of the best, if not the best, offshore exploration company in the entire world. For believers, the comeback story has a few chapters, a renewed focus on what BP does well, a new penitent CEO, and a smaller price tag on the spill. Several companies that partnered with BP in the Gulf have agreed to help pay the costs. Last week, Anadarko ponied up $4 billion. These people came to the conclusion that was an accident caused by multiple parties and the old share in the blame. BP and partners still face 600 outstanding lawsuits, including a water pollution case that could cost up to $17 billion. Still, analyst Jack Plunkett says going forward, BP will be active in one of the most profitable areas.